Somebody save me from this show. Why are we doing this to ourselves? Ugh, I do not know. Hey guys, welcome to Season 2, Episode 8 of Talking at the Talon. I'm Bess. I'm Alex. And we are joined this week by our friend Kess. Hi. <laughs> so, this episode is called <laughs> Ryan, and hey, it's real sad. Yeah. Oh, so, okay, when we have guests, often we will talk about, like, what your experience with this oh, yeah, show so has been, so maybe we should get into that briefly. Yeah, okay. so, uh... You have not seen Smallville at all before? I have never seen Smallville. I've never seen an actual episode. Okay. I've seen fan fan videos. I've seen clips that my sister has forced me to watch. (laughs) And I've read some fic. That's it. Yeah. Okay. So you're like fanishly familiar with Smallville, but this was the first time you actually sat down and watched an actual episode. Yes. Well, <laughs> sorry, friend. <laughs> um, yeah, so the the kid, the mind-reading kid yes, from Ryan. season one is back. Yeah. And yeah, that's why this episode is called Ryan. And uh, spoiler alert, he is dying of brain cancer. Yep. So, so that's a bummer. Yep. Um, but on the other hand, there's a lot of completely ludicrous things also happening. Like, yes. Along with that. So, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, so this episode starts out with, um, Ryan is, like, in a, in a, like, scary-looking, ooh, right. TV it's science lab. Chrome and everything's lit blue, because that's what science looks like. Yes. Science, science is, is always blue. blue. Yes. Blue is the color of science. Yes. <laughs> and he's got a nosebleed, because nosebleeds are what happens when you have psychic powers that are hurting you. Yes. Yes. Always, also, always. possibly what happens when you have tumors. I mean, that might but actually be the case. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's one of those things. One well, of I those mean, things. the tumor and the psychic powers are the same thing, basically. So, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Sure. So yeah, so he's in a lab, and evil semen doctor <clears throat> is running psychic experiments on him. Yes. Who is? And yeah, this evil. Who doctor was guy. also an evil doctor on? Well, not an evil doctor, but he was hunting down like. Well, no, he was a guy in both Dark, Dark Angel, Angel and in Kyle XY. He was associated with semi-evil or semi-evil child children with superpowers institutions. Right. Yes. So, like, that's a very specific yes. kind of typecast. Apparently, you <laughs> cornered the market on that thing. So he is, yeah, an evil doctor running psychic exper- experiments on Ryan, and but Ryan is able to use his psychic powers to play the doctor and his assistant off each other, basically, yeah, to give tells, himself time to escape. The, the doctor that his assistant is stealing drugs in a way where he, like, actually, I think he did that very well. Like, that yeah, was a did. good plan. He did. He was like, he's stealing something. It, or he was what like, is, what's oxy? What's oxy? Yeah, yeah, right. And, yeah, right. and, like, he could have... And, like, then it seemed like the doctor, like, had already been suspicious of that, so if he, like, actually read the doctor's mind and knew that yeah. it was a suspicion. Yeah. Like, right. actually, he was, like, really good at that, and then so much of the time, like, the rest of this episode, he just goes around and, like... Blurting people's Blurting secrets. people's secrets Which is exactly what like, he did last time. Yeah, it's like, why why don't you just not do that? You seem <laughs> capable of, like, being clever about yeah. this kind of thing, but, like... Who knows? He's who apparently knows? only clever when his real life is at stake. 
Yeah. Well. So. So, but he, he like, escapes, crawls into the air ducts, and gets to a phone. Yeah, and he calls Clark, which I don't know how he has Clark's number. Clark probably gave him his number. I guess. It's that he has it memorized. Yeah. Sure, I I guess. I don't know. People used to memorize phone numbers. I I used to to (laughs) memorize phone numbers. Um, And now I don't anymore because cell phones. But, um... So, yeah, Clark, so he, Clark, he he calls Clark and they find him, but like he's able to at least get through to Clark first. And Clark is all like, "Oh no!" And like, and he was able to tell Clark where he was. And so Clark like called the police, and the police apparently came and searched the lab, but like they were able to. Yeah, well, and they found they out like they, they couldn't they couldn't get in contact with his aunt, who had been his guardian in the last um, in the last episode. They, right, like, got him with his aunt. But yeah, they, so there doesn't seem to be anything that they can do, like, legally by talking to anyone, right. basically. Right, because, cause, yeah, because the, the police didn't find anything, like, the lab appears to be fairly, like... Well, and I don't know, like, don't given know. that it turns out that Ryan's aunt signed custody over to that lab, I don't know why they were even... Yeah. Writing it because they... well, it wasn't the lab; it was the it was doctor, the doctor I guess, and I yes. guess they probably didn't want a connection between uh, a real person's guardianship and their research. Yeah, because they were saying that true. they didn't have patients there at all, and that there was no yeah no right. human subjects. Right, right. But yeah, no, it's kind of unclear, like yeah. the like actual legalities of all of that, because you can't like you can actually sign a minor to be a custody of a minor over to, like, an institution, right? There's, like, terrifying camps and stuff. Yes. Yeah, um, that sounds right. Uh, <laughs> um, although I don't know a lot of the details of that stuff. Yeah, so anyway, so a little unclear, like, exactly what went on there, but... But yeah, Clark shows up and, like, is hassling the receptionist at the clinic and stuff, and then ends up just, like, straight up breaking Ryan out. Which, like, if he was intending to do that from the first place, he probably should have just, like... Yeah, I don't know why he bothered with not the... Not talk to anyone. Yep. Super sped past all the cameras, but whatever. Right. Introduce yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Completely. And then break somebody out. Yeah. Yep. I assume he actually did not have any kind of plan at all. But... Right. But yeah, and he takes Ryan to Lex, and is, like... like and is indignant when Lex is reluctant to is help he, him right, with his kidnapping. A little bit, like... Which this is like this is the second like he also there was also that time he like had Lex harbor a fugitive. Oh yeah, so that happened last season. Like yeah, Lex is like a little bit salty about Clark asking him to assist with this this like, kidnapping of a minor, but right? Like still does it understandably. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that is so yeah. So Lex or Lex puts up. Yeah, right. Um, but then when Clark goes home, the the sheriff is there and the doctor guy, and they like have a warrant to search the property and everything, which like they never get around to doing, which is good because the spaceship is back in the cellar. Yep. Um, yep. <laughs> it's really odd that like they, it's interesting that they're using that kind of threat against like farmers. Yeah, it, it works because of the fact that they have you know like an alien spaceship, right? Hidden, but how do they know that it's going to work? Like, wouldn't well, it... but they would presumably just actually be looking for Ryan. 
But yeah, but like the doctor makes it like creepily. No, right. It seems like it's like a threat it's other weighted. than that, which yeah. is like would only be a thing if they were doing something else illegal or secret, yeah. which he has no particular reason to think. But nah. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of questionable, weird motivations. Well, and stuff I would this also episode. think that somebody might be like some some local person might like know that Clark is friends with Lex and that like that's there's a good chance that's where he was like, sure that's kind of but I don't know whatever but no what he actually does is Clark like asks the doctor to give him until tomorrow morning and then which, they're like sure we'll if do they're that. looking for which a missing like, that's not, child that's no, not how that no. works at all no it isn't no. That's not it's like not like thing. oh sure buddy we'll give you a day to hide all the evidence that's not <laughs> really a thing that <laughs> no. the police are into doing no. it reminds me of Les Miserables so wait what? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, just give me one day right, to finish this the, thing the thing where like like, Javert keeps finding Valjean, and Valjean's like, yeah, but I gotta do this thing first. Like, can you just wait? <laughs> like, I swear, I'm gonna come back. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah. Um, oh, but anyway, so, like, yeah, they, Ryan, it, they, then Clark brings Ryan back to his parents' house, which, like, it's kind of ridiculous that he thought he was going to be able to, like, keep this secret from his parents. Yeah, <laughs> no. Alone, no. You know, the law. <laughs> Also, like, no, the law enforcement people are apparently not at all interested in how he actually got in. Right. Or did, like, did anything. Right. That. No, uh, it doesn't, wouldn't that lab want to be like, uh, trespassing, though? Like, Whatever. no? Okay. But so, like, when, when the, the doctor is about to take Ryan away, Lex shows up with some, some legal things. They say a bunch of legal things. It doesn't entirely make sense. Also, they said it was, like, a temporary. The, restraining a, a, order. a temporary restraining order, a temporary order of custody, like a no. But they, they said, said it was. They order. said it was a temporary. Which, like, restraining I don't think you can just like get a restraining no. order a, from no. a child against their guardian. You can, you can no. get a temporary like temporary placement. Yeah, but no. What they said was restraining. They order. They definitely said restraining order, um, which that doesn't really make is, any sense. No. And also, they're like. It sounds like they're going to have to do a whole bunch of legal stuff, but none of that ever comes up again. It's just fine nope. now. Nope. Um, yeah. None of it ever happens. <laughs> nope. And um, the doctor just disappears. Yep. Yep. And we don't see him anymore. Uh-huh. Nope. That is the last time we see... He's just given up or something. Him. I mean, Lex does also, like, threaten to, like, expose their, like, shady research or whatever. Um... So he goes back to do more shady research. Yeah, I don't know, or something. If he's doing a, if he, who knows, he's gone. The end. Um. Uh, well, I mean, I think that is the point at which he le- chronologically. I think that is the point at which he leaves and goes off to be on Dark Angel. If I well, recall correctly. actually, he appears in two more episodes of Smallville. Does um, he? Because this institute comes back, but okay. Um, but yeah, this I, is roughly of, around the time if I'm if my timelines yeah. are correct when Dark Angel started. So he's in season two of Dark Angel. Yeah, yes, he's, he is. He's, he's a regular season in season two. season two, but only season two of Dark yeah. Angel, playing the exact same dude. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I have not seen Kyle XY, but it seems it's, like he's he's, he's pretty it's, much it's, the same. There's character like more complicated that. stuff, but he's he. I don't remember it specifically, but he is definitely an antagonist, and he's definitely associated with the like institute that created. Kyle. So yeah, it's like the same thing. And actually, um, more recently on Unreal, he's basically the non-genre, non-sci-fi. like non-sci-fi version of that character. He's like the <laughs> like network exec who's like, 
who's like, oh, that woman committed, that, that cast member on our show committed suicide? Great, my ratings are awesome! Oh, God. That is actually kind of similar in some way. Yes! <laughs> like I said, he's the non-sci-fi version of that character. It's for ratings instead of science. <laughs> yep, right. yep. So, yeah. But anyway, uh, so this guy, it's, it's been like 15 years and this guy is still playing the same character. But anyway. Yeah, so. So, yeah, so he, yes. he doesn't show back up in this episode. Yeah, then there's the scene where, like, they're throwing a party for Ryan at the Talon, which is all just very Why? weird. And it Why? seemed like, I, okay, I didn't, like, check to see if that band, like, was somebody, because it seemed like they really wanted us to pay attention to that band. I don't fucking but, like, know. I, I don't know. I don't. I didn't, it wasn't somebody that no. I recognized, but, like, who the fuck knows? Yeah, because they're like, Ryan, we're having a party, all these people, that we don't know who they are are here, and we hired a band? We even managed to find a band. Which is, like, who, like, he's, like, a 12-year-old boy, like, why does he even want a band? <laughs> like, I don't know. Especially and then not a whiny rock band. Yeah, right. Like that's <laughs> not. He, I don't think he he's actually enthused about that at all. Nope. Nope. Um, Lana kisses him on the cheek, and they're right because like, they're says like, wow, real weird about it. Yep. No, I mean this entire thing is so weird because I'm like, oh my god, this entire group of people from this small town want to welcome back this. Right, child this kid that who was there for like spent, a week. like a week there last year. Yeah, randomly. No, like, I, it's like they want us to buy into like this. Everyone cares about him so much, so that it's really sad when he dies. Thing, but it's like, but we do like Clark. Cares I, I about buy him. and That's I buy fine. the fact that Clark cares no, about totally. him. I don't why know why does like, anybody everyone else, else need has to? to right, because it, it, it doesn't matter. They're trying to make him seem like family. Yeah, so it's but more it's important like, than just right. Clark like him. I mean, right. I'm not saying that's effective. No, <laughs> yeah, I think that is it, but it's just like, yeah. it's weird. There's yeah. also like, okay, so I'm thinking about, like, there's that scene, cutting back a little bit. Yeah. That scene, um, with Lex and, and when he's first there, where like Ryan, like, wants to tell Clark something presumably about what he's reading in Lex's mind, and then, like, yes. doesn't actually tell him, and then, like, that never comes up again. So it's, yes. like, left totally up to us to determine what uh-huh. that is. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Anyway, yeah, that happened. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it did. So, but yeah, there's, I, there's some stuff with Oh, yeah, I don't know. There's, like... Did we talk about the warrior angel already? Not really. Because, yeah, there's a scene where, like, he he and... He's, like, at Lex's, and they're reading the warrior angel comics, which is, like, a ton more warrior angel stuff now. So in that scene, like, Lex is telling him about all his comics and stuff, and then he gets a headache, and, like, a, a drop of his blood lands on the, like, cover of this comic that Ugh. says a hero cries, and it's, like, it's really bad art. Yeah, for one thing. no, the art is, like, fucking terrible. It's hideous looking, and then... But then we cut, and then like, it, we like, this fade it, it does this where the, weird... like, mask of Warrior Angel, like, is on Clark's face as we transition Ugh. to Clark. <sighs> bad. Um, it's yeah. bad. It's a lot. Um, yeah. But yeah, so, like, Ryan's in the hospital, and he has brain cancer, which he has known this entire time, apparently, and just, like, felt like not mentioning to anyone. Yeah, pretty much. Um, which I guess, since, like, he is actually pretty aware the whole time that he's going to die and just wants to spend time with people, is maybe actually yes, makes sense. Yes, fair enough. Um, yeah. 
And that's actually what gave him the impetus to escape in the first place. Because in that first scene, when he says, you're afraid I won't, you are afraid yeah, I, you won't be able like to finish your research. That that's when he figures out that he's dying. And that's when he like, yeah, does yeah. the thing to escape. So, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I actually like, I kind of felt like this kid sold this plot line like a lot better than Tom Welling did. And yes. like, I felt it <laughs> from his perspective more I completely than like, agree. Clark's. I completely agree. <laughs> this is definitely one of the times where I'm like, man, like even in early days, like Tom Welling just like had no shits to give. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I guess, I guess I, that's cause it's not that he like can't act sometimes when prompted it's just no well i imagine some of it was the directing too because like the thing is the thing about like stuff with him being sad at the end is like i'm sure they didn't want him to like actually cry because that's not what like dudes on television do right so they were like look sad but don't like cry uh, except or, like, on the actually... other hand dean winchester though yeah but he doesn't cry he single tears is okay yeah. <laughs> single single man tears they didn't have clark single tear in yes this. i don't but it was effectively sort of the same kind of thing but like it's true that like that like uh what's his face dean winchester Jensen Ackles. Yeah. Jensen Ackles is particularly good at that single tier thing. Yes. Um, yes. He does the, like, like the, the beautiful single tier of man pain. Like, a it's... tortured soul. Yes. Yes. Um, um, but yeah, anyway, yes. So he's got, he's got brain cancer, and, like, basically the rest of the thing is, like, Clark is trying really hard to, like, find something to save him, and everyone, his parents, Lex, and the kid are all telling him, telling him like, you can't actually fix this, you're gonna have to, like, right. deal with the fact that you cannot superpowers away my cancer. Yep. Um, Just spend time with me instead. Yes. Yeah, and Clark pretty much refuses to actually listen to that for, like, a really long time. Yeah. Until the kid is actually two minutes away from dying. Right. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, like, Lex gives him a whole speech about how, like, when his, his mom, mom was dying, yeah. he did he... the same thing, which is especially especially depressing because Lex was like nine. Right, like, Lex spent his like a bunch of time as a nine year old researching doctors. Oh, jeez. <sighs> yeah. Oh, there's also the scene where Clark is reading, like, has just found out that 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 Ryan has <laughs> yeah. brain cancer, and he's reading the Idiot's Guide to, <laughs> understanding, to, to understanding the Brain. The brain. <laughs> like. Do you think you're going to read the idiot's guide to understanding the brain and then know how to fix his brain cancer? <laughs> his or magic ESP-inducing like brain tumor Clark, cancer? dude. Wow. We forgot about the scene where Lex and the kid talk about yeah, episode well, it's just issue about 66. To get to yeah. that, yeah. Because there's a thing where like Lex brings... The, the issue 66. I don't know why they didn't just go full on 666. But, right. Um, uh, of Warrior Angel, which is the one where Devilicus turns evil. Devilicus. Right, like, I like that they, that, like, Devilicus. at some point in this comic book run, they introduce a character named Devilicus who was not evil uh, to start with. Devilicus. Yeah. <laughs> and I just keep saying Devilicus and I can't. Uh, but yeah. Devilicus. They're I talking can't. about how Warrior Angel and Devilicus were best friends, Ugh. and then Devilicus wanted them to rule the world together, which is actually never a thing that happens with Lex and Clark on this show, even though it, like, right. should. Well, it doesn't Onyx, I guess, kind of, but that's a this different thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, it doesn't actually, actually happen. Right. 
Right. No, like, it's true. There is no, like, turning point in this show later where where Lex just, like, is like, Clark, you rule the world like, with me. Badly handled. Right. So, but um, they don't necessarily, they might have been... <clears throat> intended to at this point. Intending to yeah. at this point, so... Um, or they might have thought that the show would end long before they actually got to that point. Yeah. <laughs> Very much did not. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. Uh, there's, Lex basically, like, recaps this entire comic for him, but yes. I don't remember all of it. But basically, like, Lex says something about how, like, well, in an earlier scene, he was see- saying he liked, when he was a kid, he liked that the comics were, like, black and white. You could tell who the heroes in the right, in the, right, and, like, and now and Ryan's like, so now, and but now, now you only you see you only see things in shades of gray uh-huh. or something. And it's like, oh boy, but yeah, here like Ryan like asks him what like why Divilicus goes evil and Lex, and Lex is, like, is like maybe he doesn't know he is, and then he says the classic. The road to darkness is a journey, not a light switch. Yep. Um, and then Ryan tells him to remember that. Yes. <laughs> Which, like, oh, like to turn this around on you, Smallville writers. Yeah, remember yeah. this. You should also remember that. Because they do not. come they do season not four. <laughs> no, but it's also yeah. like, they're, they're doing all this stuff, like with that scene earlier, too, where they, like, imply that Ryan sees darkness in Lex. But it's all extremely vague. Yes. Like, we don't actually know what that consists of at this point in any way. Ryan doesn't actually, like, vocalize any of that, really. Except for in that kind of, like, vague Vague. Yeah, right, right. I don't know, which is probably, like, a good choice, actually. But it's just, like, I want to know because it's, like, at this point he really hasn't been doing anything evil, like, at all for the... Almost this entire season. Pretty much. Pretty much. So Ryan is dying and Clark won't accept it. And then Lex finds this doctor. Yeah. And Clark like runs, well, uh, 400 miles um, and runs into an airfield to like grab this doctor (sighs) and be like, my friend is dying, which like, I don't feel like that doctor would actually listen to him. No. Well, and he like like, comes, he like stops his plane and then like gets him to come out. So Clark can be like, my friend is dying. Look at these scans. Like, dude, no, (laughs) no, Um, no. But anyway, he gets the doctor to come, but then like that only, I guess Ryan buys Ryan a couple of days and then, uh, after that, like, when Clark finally, I guess, kind of accepts that this is happening, he, he takes Ryan in, uh, on a hot air balloon. Oh, because the other thing is they keep talking about the, like, how, uh, Warrior Angel's version of the Fortress of Solitude is some, like, floating thing, and Clark be- keeps going, like, that sounds great, except for the floating part! Yeah, because like, he is uh-huh afraid jokes. of... And also afraid of flying. flying. Right. Which, which has come his, up before. Yeah, his fear of, of heights has actually yeah. come up before. But, like, also, like, because it's basically the Fortress of Solitude, but floating. So. Right. And, yeah, so they, they're on a hot air balloon. And that scene is, like, I can't even remember what they talk about. That scene is, like, m- mildly actually works until you hear the lyrics of the song that is playing. Yeah. When are you gonna learn to fly? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. No, it's it's... The song is like terrible and unfortunate, like like unfortunately on the nose. Right. But but yeah, then we cut to like the empty bed and Ryan's presumably dead, and we just get like 
like extended shot of Clark's face where he attempts to be very sad and like it doesn't. No, he starts out looking like a sad puppy, right? And then it tilts his head, like yeah, he tilts his head like a sad puppy, but then he like furrows his brow and it looks like maybe he's forgotten something. Like, did he leave the the oven on? Yeah, yeah, and that's like. End of the episode. Yep. Yeah, but I really am surprised that they didn't do the single tier at that point. Yeah, but. honestly. Yeah, Um. so only one death this episode, yeah. Ryan. Yep. Um, but we haven't done any of the subplots. Oh, um, yeah. Um. So there's, like, Lana's thing where her aunt, uh, her, her aunt's boyfriend, who she just started dating, like, not that long ago, probably, yep. is, like, got She's been job. dating, like, less than a year. Right. Uh, got a job in Metropolis, and her aunt is like, I told him that we would move there, and Lana's like, I don't want to do that. Yep. Um, reasonable enough. Which and is, like, so... super reasonable, especially because she's running a small business. Right. Like, what is, what is the small business going to do if she moves to Metropolis? Oh my god. Yeah, no. This is one of those times where it's like, is she really a high school student, though? This, this is where I required an extended explanation for how a 16-year-old was running a small business. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, because, like, yeah, because the actual yeah. thing that happened was that... Um, her aunt owned this old theater that hadn't been open for ages, but it was vaguely important to Lana because her parents met there. Ah. And then it was going to be bulldozed, and, like, Lex was buying it, and he was gonna, like, destroy it. And then she was like, what if instead I open a coffee shop? And then it was like, (laughs) yep, now she owns a coffee shop. Yeah. (laughs) All right, legit. Yep. And she was, like, 15 when that happened. Yep. uh, Did she do the hiring? I mean, they don't really get into detail, but, like, she runs it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I'm, know. I'm super fascinated by a 16-year-old who does, like, shift scheduling. Yeah, right? <laughs> no, this came up before when we were, like, yeah, she apparently just, like, g- goes there every morning before school and then yeah, well, and goes she said, to school she and then after school. She said also, like, in, the, in an episode just previous to this that she has the first two periods off at least some days. So she's, like they're running the coffee shop. I don't know. Okay, then. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But, but yeah, yeah so um, so she starts looking into how to become legally emancipated so right. she won't be forced to move to Metropolis with her aunt. And Chloe finds her doing this, and they have, like, a short talk about it, and Lana's basically like, well, I don't know what else to do because it seems like getting legally emancipated is hard. It will take too long. And Chloe's like, well, maybe that's not your only option. Yeah, and it turns out, like, and then, uh, Chloe asks her to move in with her and her dad. Which is also, like, Chloe must have, like, couldn't have possibly talked about that with her dad beforehand. Right. In, in that scene, so she had to extend that offer without her dad's actual approval, which is right. like, pretty, like... Well, she right. just says maybe that's not... No, that's true. Your she only options necessarily, are... like, fully. Right. But, yeah. Right. Um... And, yeah, presumably then after that she talks to her dad and he's like, okay. And then yeah, at the end, yeah. Lana's going to so live Lana's with Chloe. So Lana's going to move in with Chloe, which you definitely think would lead to more Lana and Chloe scenes in the future. One would I think, except for really how it does, doesn't. Which is too bad. Yep, um, definitely. No, and also Clark's reaction to this is, you're not going to be the girl next door anymore. Oh my which god. Is so, like, I Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. Nope, I don't even well, have that's anything. So exactly else. like like of how like how much 
her importance to him is like tied into like that very specific like, like symbolic I- ideal role. Yeah, fantasy. Yeah. Like, not right. Totally. Yeah, no. Um. So yeah, that's Lana's plot and. And the weird corruption yeah, mayor the, the, plot. The, the yeah. Smoking man from X-Files. Yeah. yeah. So the, the mayor, um, Lux is opening a new something. Um. Plant? plant. Well, he wants to expand Ex- the plant. Right, or whatever. And he, but, he needs some kind of approval. And, and yeah, he and, needs like, like zoning approval. The mayor is involved in that somehow. And the mayor basically wants a bribe. Yeah, right. And he like implies that Lionel has bribed him in the past and he yes. has a bribe now. Um, yes. And yeah, the mayor is the smoking man from the X Files, which none of us have watched, but I <laughs> but vaguely somehow. recognized him from I think vids maybe. Yeah. Uh so yeah. Uh yeah, and then like Lex does not bribe him and instead like is supporting like, kind of exposing his corruption and supporting, like, some, someone unnamed. His opponent. To yeah, his opponent yeah. For some whatever. unnamed opponent and basically, yeah. like, and so at the end of the episode he shows him, like, a, a commercial, like, a political ad that he an has created. Ad, yeah, an attack ad that he created for his opponent that's, like, bribery, blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah. And stuff. Uh, yeah, and then the mayor is, like, people aren't going to like this because you're, like, an outsider and, like, that's, which is, like, a good point. That would definitely be true. Yep. Um, but and then, then... And then Lex says this really confusing, long-winded thing about, like, Winston Churchill and, like, his reaction to <laughs> Pearl Harbor and, like, it... He says, like, yeah, he's telling the story about how when, when Pearl Harbor happened, Winston Churchill was, like, said that they had won the war because America... Is it powder is, is a powder... Uh, a, He's a, a, a boiler. A boiler, and you put heat under it, and then it's something. You light a fire under it, yeah. and there's no there's no <laughs> limit to... to something about yeah, it's something. Some, it was a really weird, it convoluted was very, World War II metaphor. Yeah, yeah, and I'm pretty sure in this confusing. metaphor, Lex is America. Yeah, definitely, and like I guess the mayor is the Japanese. Because the mayor is, like, attacking him, even though he, like, didn't really, so, like... That's why it was confusing, because he should have... They should have been switched around in context of the real-life stuff. Yeah, because, like, Lex was the... Like, Lex was the first person to actually, like, launch something that you would describe as an attack. No, it was all very convoluted and confusing. But, like, whatever, sure. Lex is... Knows a lot about history, I guess, is the point. (laughs) And warfare. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, and I think that's it. Yeah, so, and yeah. I also, like, I can't really tell whether that was supposed to be him not giving in to evil, or... Because it was, like, sort uh... of not... I Because I feel like giving a mayor a bribe in a small town is not, like, actually, like, a terrible step on the road to supervillainy, you know? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Yeah, it's not no. an important part of the journey. It's definitely not the light <laughs> Yeah, right. Um, but like the like super aggressive, like lighting like, a fire on me thing actually sort of seems more evil. Yeah, but, like, I feel like maybe was supposed to be like the right thing to do. He was always he was saying Smallville needs an honest mayor. Right, right. Like I think it was supposed to be like I'm not I'm not giving into corruption or whatever. Give and, like, me this a is cookie. A good. But, like, yeah, I don't know. It was, like, weird. It was weird. And also, I don't remember if this is actually, like, a plot line in this sh- the rest of the season at all. 
it would be kind of a weird dangling thread if it wasn't. It would be. Well, but that yes. doesn't mean that we have an entire <laughs> we have an entire page in our spreadsheet that is in fact devoted to I mean, dropped plot lines. The thing is, it's possible that this does come up again, and I just like I didn't remember this scene, so it's possible. I'm going to put this on the spreadsheet. This. Lex Lex's involvement yeah. in local politics. Right. <laughs> so we'll see if that comes up again. We're genuinely unsure. But yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's most of what the episode, uh... Yep, there was, there was just the one death, and nobody in Clark's high school class, nobody was put on an ambulance, no convenient amnesia. I mean, this was, Um, like, basically, like, this episode, the enemy was cancer. Yes. So, like, no media mutants or anything. Um, okay, so Lex evilness rating... Yeah, I mean, like, so definitely one, because obviously all of this is, like, yeah. the future implications. So one is just, like, that they make some kind of, like, there's some kind of, like, ominous, like, foreshadowing yeah. about okay. how he's going to be evil, yeah. which was all over the place. I, I checked our list. We don't actually have bribery. Well, he doesn't commit bribery. Although he doesn't commit bribery. He refuses to commit bribery. Right. <laughs> Do we want to... He does harbor a kidnapping victim, technically, he at Clark's insistence. Yeah. So... I mean, but... I mean, <laughs> and, and we you can't really say that, like, supporting a, a opponent... And, no, and, like, threatening right. to run an like, attack at like, is, like, blackmail or anything. hostile, but it totally legal and, like, above board. I would probably say two, I think. Two for what, though? What? Why not just one? It felt like there was, like, a lot of it. Well, yeah, the, but... The meta, like, the narrative certainly yeah. would give Lex a like, two. It, it was, That's it was, true. But like, Lex's actions himself. Well, that's the thing that, like, I, okay, but we do try to do it about, like, how he's narratively portrayed and not just what he does. So I think two is probably fair in that case. Yeah. Because, like, I feel like there's, like, a lot of, like, really mild things that we've given ones, and, like, this felt, like, significantly more than that. It's just a little bit hard to figure out why, because it is mostly just kind of, like, them leaning into the thing really hard. Right. But they, but they leaned into it really hard this episode. So I would say two. But yeah, thank you. For joining us. Yeah, thanks um, so much for joining us, Cass. I hope it wasn't too terrible of an experience nope. to watch your first episode of Smallville. Uh, it's fun to watch it with people who won't mind when you yell things at the screen. Yeah. Yes. Smallville is actually, like, pretty fun to watch if you've got people who are gonna, like, share in your mocking. Yes. Otherwise, it's... By far the best way <laughs> to watch it. I always... We have a rule that, like... <laughs> watching Smallville alone is like drinking alone. It's just sad. <laughs> it's just sad. Thanks so much to Kess for joining us. Um, and now, Rex this week. Yep. So, um, I have a fic called Sparks Fly Upwards by Livia Penn. And uh, it's pretty short. Uh, just a warning. Both the fics that we're going to wreck this week are sad. Yes. They are sad times. This one is, is less sad. This, this one is less is so, but it's not happy. No. Yeah. Um, it's really more of like a like interesting little character study of Ryan. Um, and it's set during the time when he's staying with his aunt, um, in between the season one episode and this episode. And he happens to run into, uh, Lucas Luther or whatever, yeah. whatever, uh, who 
we found out about just uh right so this does like last episode or the one before yeah this does like technically have like was written after the the lucas episode we haven't gotten to yet right but it's not like spoilers. no it's not like super spoilers or anything so um and yeah it's uh it's it's a good interesting character study of, of like basically like the reality of like being a kid in a city living with like not being able to block everyone's thoughts yeah. out of his head which would suck yes it would suck like a lot yes it would and this fic is like kind of about that and about him trying to like deal with that negotiating that and um trying to do what good he can figure out how to do with that so no well i kept thinking too in this episode like when he there were a couple times he like was getting a headache and he said like something about it being loud and i was like you should take him like out of like away from like all people right like especially if it's like just clark because he can't read clark's mind right no there was like a thing in this there was like a line in this fic about how um he really liked he had liked the kent's farm because he couldn't hear any other voices there except for like Martha and Jonathan, and, like, you know, they were, like, quiet enough that it was, like, nice for him. So. Yeah, because it really sort of seems in this episode, like, it's possible that being around people is making him, like, worse. Right. Right. So, yeah, so, um, and that's it, and it just, it's about him kind of, uh, yeah, he happens upon Lucas and saves him, but he's just still, like, a kid, and they have, like, a little conversation, and it all takes place in Ryan's point of view, and it's, yeah, it's interesting, and a good fic. Yep. Uh, so, what I am working this week is Yellow Means Slow by Rage Proof Rock, which is a really, really sad fic about Lex dying of cancer in, like, early, somewhere in the early seasons of Smallville. Um, so, yeah. real also, upbeat Rex for yeah. you this week, guys. So this link is, like, entirely the thematic death thing. Yeah, um, but right. yeah. No, I vaguely remembered, like, this fic being good, but, like, obviously I don't go back and, like, reread it a ton because, like, sads. Yep. Um, but this seemed like a good place to, to wreck it. Um, so it's, it's also pretty short, and it's, um, from Martha's point of view, actually, and also in in second person, which is like kind of a interesting, risky thing, but I think it's like well done in this. I was just saying, I the only like two or three fix I can think of that that I'm like, oh yeah, that works like so well that were written in second person are all like Smallville or Superman related fix, I and I have no idea if there's any <laughs> significance to that or not. But um, but yeah, so it's kind of just like. Uh, melancholy <laughs> fic about like melancholy Mar- angst wallow yeah yeah and martha but, kind of observing like mm-hmm. clark dealing with with lex's de- lex dying and stuff so sure. yeah mm. <laughs> but it's really good sad but good yeah. <laughs> so yeah so i think that's about it for this week mm-hmm. um as always you can uh find us on twitter and tumblr at talon podcast Send us your recs, thoughts, or questions, anything else you'd like to say, and we will see you next week. Thanks for joining us. Only 187 more episodes to go.